to this week's look at action in film. This week, we're in 1971, and the stakes are high in the NYPD, and Popeye Doyle is about to change the way we look at France in the French Connection. In a chase that will leave you stunned and breathless. In a story too bizarre to be fiction. In the great tradition of American thrillers comes The French Connection. From one end of town to the other, from the penthouses to Skid Row. I Popeye's here! The meanest cop in the toughest city in the world is after The French Connection, and he's moving at high speed. You want to take a ride here, Batman? Popeye Doyle. He fights dirty and plays rough. He's bad news, but he's a good cop. He's got a nose for trouble, and this time he smells $32 million worth, and every penny points to The French Connection. Popeye Doyle. He cracks skulls, breaks cases, and shatters the rules. Watch him bust the French connection. All right, nobody move! Put your hands in the air! Gene Hackman is Popeye Doyle in The French Connection. In color from 20th Century Fox, rated R, under 17, not admitted without a parent. The French Connection is smashing entertainment. A supreme movie movie, says Judith Crisp. Director William Friedkin wanted reality and was prepared to go to any lengths to get what he wanted. Working with the NYPD, he was able to go places other film crews hadn't been before. Whilst walking through a section of the city one day with producer Philip D'Antonio, they felt the rumble of the overground subway train and decided this would be an excellent addition for a chase. In that moment, the idea of a car chase like no other was created. The cop chasing the killer, but with a difference. One on a train, and the other in a car. Friedkin had stuntman Bill Hickman as his coordinator. He was also in the film as agent Bill Muldrig. You may remember Hickman from Bullet with Steve McQueen. He drives the car that McQueen chases in his green Ford Mustang. He was one of the very best wheelmen in the business. Friedkin wanted something new and spontaneous. Hickman wasn't entirely certain what that meant, as well, car chases are often just car chases, but the way it's filmed is the key to the success of the movie. He came up with a suggestion about driving without stopping through the city. Well, what about red lights? asked Hickman. Don't worry about that. We got the cops on our side, replied Friedkin. And he was right. Are you a Bond fan? I mean, really a Bond fan. If you enjoy dreaming of what 1991 and 1993 Tim Dalton films would have looked like. Or, if you have a degree in Octopussy, but still don't know which Fabergé egg is a fake. Then the Really 007 podcast is for you. Really 007. We bring an insightful critical and silly take on the James Bond films. We are proudly part of the Pod Dojo network and are available for free on iTunes and Spotify. We have regular in-depth reviews of every Bond film as well as special episodes on different aspects of the series. And some of us are a bit down on the Craig era. Robert. While others are happy to pretend to dislike things just to get cheap laughs. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and join in on the James Bond conversation online. Really, Dublin.
flashing red light was placed on top of the car and a camera was attached to the front of the car. Hickman got behind the wheel and Friedkin sat in the back seat and operated the camera. He set off like a scalded cat and drove 26 blocks at speeds close to 90 miles an hour through traffic and every red light you could find. So, once you've got the in-car footage, you need additional footage. For this, actor Gene Hackman was allowed to drive the car at speed through traffic in the same way. Once that footage had been gathered, more footage was required of the car passing by at speed. Cameras placed along the route would capture the car flying through traffic. On an average film set, any other vehicles in a scene would be driven by other stunt drivers purely for safety. But here, the car driven at high speed through everyday traffic. Members of the public are driving to work, school, anywhere, oblivious to the blockbuster Hollywood movie being filmed in the same street. Hackman had been lucky on a number of occasions, shots that are in the final edit. But at one part of the film, with Hackman behind the wheel, a car pulls out from a side street and is ploughed into by Hackman's car. Not rehearsed, but filmed for real. Later on, a shot of Hackman sliding the car into a wall is kept in the film. The only staged accident was the lady crossing the road, pushing a pram, aided by a camera zoom onto her face and a shot of Hackman's face. And then the subsequent crash through a pile of handily located rubbish. She was never in danger as far as the director was concerned. Some comfort to her, I imagine. Me? Not so much. reason for this chase was Popeye's Chasing the Hitman, played by Marcel Bosufi. Now, he'd been a stuntman in his early days back in the 50s and 60s, so was capable to do a great deal of action. He spends a great deal of the chase, either running or travelling on a train, but his final scene is the confrontation with Doyle at the bottom of the stairs. Now, when he shoots you, explained director Friedkin, you fall down the staircase, okay? Now, Marcel wasn't overly keen on this, as you can imagine. His last gag was back in the mid-60s, and I imagine that he'd expected stunt coordinator Bill Hickman to have him doubled. But Friedkin wanted Marcel to do it for real. Hickman gave him all the padding he required, and he wore that under his costume, and the fall was nothing short of excellent. Falling downstairs is often simpler backwards. Your job is to get to the bottom as fast as possible. Here, Marcel falls backwards and slides onto the main staircase, his legs flipping over his head not once, but twice, and ending up at the feet of Gene Hackman, who was just as surprised to see him as the cameraman was, I imagine. It's a remarkable action sequence and deserves all its amazing awards for cinematography and Oscars for Best Picture, etc. But this film simply wouldn't have been made these days. 
the risk taken by the crew, not only to their own safety, but to the public's as well, was way beyond what would be expected today. Luckily, everyone got to live to fight or drive another day. Now, this podcast is brought to you by those lovely people at the Pod Dojo Network. And if you want to find out more about all of their podcasts, you can do that by simply clicking the link below. Until next time, bye for now.